1: And welcome once again to a came from the radio, the official of the Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking with me via virtual distancing. We have none other than the life of general Jenny. G- uh, Feldy. No, wait, Jenny Feldy. You had a name. Good day, Jenny good Feldy. day. <laughs> yeah, you can call me whatever you want. <laughs> we have a uh, Svetlana. Was it was a Svetlana? is
2: also here. And the yeah. other might pop in too. I don't know.
1: <laughs> and we also have um, from our very own Pronto Comics Very Owns. Prompt of Comics, Dominic Definition Man Sperano. Yabba dabba do now. <laughs> um, so on this week's show, we have another Jaybird and Lee segment. And we have interviews that our senior correspondent, Charlie Salvino, did. Who's not with us today, but he's still alive. Don't worry about it. Yeah, um, <laughs> please always preface
3: that, considering like the <laughs> times we live in. He's no longer with us, but he's alive.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, he, is, he conducted some interviews at the uh, Cradle Con and at the uh, Eternal Con. With uh, Shadow Rabbit Art, play Guy, uh, actress Tammy Stronach, who played the childlike empress on um, The NeverEnding Story. And from our old uh, studio, we used to go to uh, from Grindhouse Radio in Brimstone. But before we do any of that, we have to take it away with the news. It's morphin' time! The news is brought to you in part by the fine folks of Sci-Fi.Radio at sci fi for your Wi-Fi. As well as the fine folks of the Big Apple Con, which we are officially to uh, celebrate over 25 years of comic and pop culture stuff. For more information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. The next convention will be on September 25th and 26th. In theory, um, <laughs> it's the Big Apple Silver Anniversary Expo. Tickets are on sale now. Um, headliners have not been announced, but I do know that Jimmy Palmiotti and um, Amanda Connor will be there, so that might be their headliner as of right now. Definitely. I want to give our shout outs to our Patreons, of which there are Danny Grillo, award-winning director Jared Burrell, Kyle Horn, Millie Portez, Newsday Famous, Dresden Media, Onjikon, Shadow Rabbit Art, The Havocon, and Yasmin and Ray. you guys want to have your own little shout-out, go to www.patreon.com, look up the from the radio indie search bar, and you can get a shout-out for just a dollar a month. We would greatly appreciate it. Alright, so let's see what we got for the sad news. Sad news. Um, Just like what we were talking in a previous uh, show, Dominic, once again, uh, I believe one of these has to do with Charlie, and he's not here (laughs) to talk about it, which I know he would have lots to talk about. Uh, um, Writer and producer Fred Ladd died recently of natural causes. Fred is known as the godfather of Astro Boy. As he was one of the first people to introduce Japanese animated cartoons to the USA, starting with the aforementioned Astro Boy, as well as Gigantor and Kimba the White Lion, which was ripped off by Disney to make The Lion King. For those of you do know, yeah. For those of you do not know, in the 60s and 70s, many Japanese shows were re-edited, renamed, and redubbed, making American versions of existing shows. And that technique, while not as widely used today, can still be found in the Power Rangers franchise. So basically, it's, it was a huge thing for the American audience, for the Western audience to be having these anime come over, redubbed, rechange, to be a new, separate property and telling stories based on just the visuals. A whole new world. <laughs> Very nicely done.
3: Famously, for you and I, it'd be like Transformers, Voltron, these were all. Like uh, no, Transformers
1: was made here in the United States, but the character, the, the toys themselves was a combination of stuff from Japan brought over. The toys was, but uh, Voltron would be a perfect example of stuff yeah. that was made over there and then brought over here and changed and, and dubbed. Dubbed, yeah, yes. Um, so he was ninety four. So moving that's on. That's a good. That's a good. That's run. a good run. You know, 94. everybody says that. I say no. One hundred ninety four. Nope. That's a good run. Two hundred ninety four. That's a good run. That's what I'm going for. That's torture, No, no, no that it it as long as you're you're healthy,
2: well, my yeah. asked her, so how old, how long do you want to live for? She said, I want to live forever. It's so cute.
3: We only want to live forever because we don't know what the alternative is.
1: I I don't, want to live I don't care what the alternative is. I'm good. Just saying
3: death is awesome.
1: My my uh, I've been saying this for years. I don't know if I said it on the show recently, but on my tombstone, it's going to say he wanted to live forever or die trying. And we see how well that worked out. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on for some I more. Sad news. He'd give his left hand to be ambidextrous. Ah, that's, uh-huh. nice. that's good. Thank you. Thank you. Um, moving on for more sad news. Actress Jane Withers also died recently. And as of this date, which is August 18th, 2021, no cause of death has been announced. Jane was one of the most popular child stars in Hollywood in the 1930s and early 40s, making 38 films before retiring at the age of 21, with her films ranking in the top 10 list of box office grosses for um, 1937 and 1938. Some of which are Ginger, Bright Eyes, The Farmer Takes a Wife, This Is a Life, Patio Day, Little Miss Nobody, Pepper, Angel's Holiday, Keep Smiling, Always in Trouble, Chicken Wagon, no, wait, wait, Chicken Wagon Family. High School, Shooting High, The Girl from Avenue A, Small Town Deb, The North Star, Affairs of Geraldine, The Heart is a Rebel, and Hunchback of Notre Dame, the Disney one, along with his sequel, The Hunchback of Notre Dame 2, after coming out of retirement in 1956. Uh, She was a spry 95 years old. Did you say she retired at 21? She retired at 21, and then she came back out of retirement in 1956 because she was a child star along the likes of uh, Shirley Temple. She was like, and that class, of, that's how popular oh. she was back in the day. And I wish I've seen the correspondent Charles so I think he was here to talk about it because he was around at that time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so she was 95. And then we move on to our last bit of stuff.
3: Will we call that an OK run? <laughs>
1: Yes, it was an okay run. It was okay. She yeah. did all Here's right. She was clearly
3: like, what studio was she with? Like, she was obviously their answer uh, to shir- uh, Shirley no, Temple. She,
1: uh, I think it's MGM because she was in Bright Eyes opposite Shirley Temple at one okay. time. So that, that is MGM, if I am not mistaken. Okay. Um, so even more sad news, which is the last bit of sad news. And this, yeah. one, this one is just for Dominic. <laughs> oh, great. Actor Alex Cord also died recently and also uh, no cause of death has been announced. While Alex was in such films as Stagecoach, A Minute to Pray, A Second to Die, Stiletto, The Dead Are Alive, I like that one, In of the Damned, Jungle Warrior, Street Asylum, Joey Takes a Cab, The Naked Troop, CIA Codename Alexa, To Be the Best, Hologram Man, and Air Rage, just to name a few, Alex was passed, best known as Michael Coldsmith Briggs III, better known as Archangel, in 55 episodes of the television series Airwolf, which ran from 1984 to 1986 on CBS. I know Dominic was a huge Airwolf fan.
3: To so be fair, played... I was also like, I don't know, four.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> just throwing it out there, just to be, yeah, you know, so
1: just he... so everyone
3: understands, like how old I was.
1: <laughs> but he played honestly, I, I was the bad guy, right?
3: No, he played like the mission leader. He was oh, like, the mission uh, leader. He had the he patch. He was like right? the Charlie of Charlie. Yeah, he had, he had. he didn't have a patch. He had a particular set of glasses that one was blacked out.
1: Oh, okay. Because I'm looking... You know,
3: didn't watch the I'm, show. A
1: particular set Interesting enough, he
3: was... Because um, I'm looking this up in uh, on the Googles. Uh, <laughs> he was born in Floral Park. He's a Long Islander.
1: Oh, I did not know that.
3: I did not know that until just looking this up now. See, so you Where had he,
1: a stronger connection to him than you thought.
3: Well, definitely a stronger connection to the show because he's a Long <laughs> Islander. And as I think I, what I really loved about the show... Uh, was uh, Ernest Borgnine? His character was named Dominic.
1: Yes, and I remember that. That's why I was like, "That's that's that's Dominic's show." Because the there you go, Dominic. <laughs>
3: yeah, I, it was like a period of time though, like from the late not '80s to the '90s, where there was always some show like Airwolf or Knight Rider. I know there was one with a motorcycle where there's always Street like Justice. Some, <laughs> yeah, vigilante with a cool. <laughs> Vehicle, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was yep. always, spe- always working outside the law, but they were vigilant. But they were good vigilantes, you know. Yep. There was a, there was like that theme that went through, uh, like television a lot yes. back then.
1: And a lot of a lot of rips off, a lot of rips rips off, a lot of rip off.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: rips off. <laughs>
3: I'd say Night Rider and Airwolf were the like the Night Rider like, was the first, lot and of, then
1: Airwolf came after that, oh, and then they all and they just... were
3: all created by the same. Um, Glenn Larson. Yeah, production company, right? Mm-hmm.
1: I I believe it was similar. Some of them were, some of them were, some of them weren't. I believe because it was on different channels, so they were you know right. fighting for the ratings. But the only thing I remember about Airwolf, because I was not a fan of Airwolf, was the rockin' theme song.
3: That's true. I remember that theme song very well. Belisarius. So this was actually done by uh David Belisario.
1: That's the guy who does NCIS.
3: He does you did NCIS and Jag and he's been on he's done a bunch of things.
1: Could quantum there was,
3: Yeah. Uh but he there was also someone else who did it, um a couple of them too. And he, he was that's star, the other yeah, that's the other guy. Yeah, and he would guest star and act in it too.
1: Oh, I did not know that.
3: So, uh, one writer, yeah, he's, he's now passed.
1: So, Alex was a, a young 88 years old. So, let's yeah. see, moving on for not as sad news from the NFT version <laughs> department. Actor and rapper Method Man <sighs> is launching his own NFT comic anthology universe titled. Wow. Tikal, Tikal World, T-I-C-A-L, Tikal World. Yes, thank you, Jen. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is the first installment of the series, part one, the origin, features original characters, animations, artwork, apparel, and unreleased music available for sale as NFTs. So, yeah, he's doing the NFT thing. So, I guess NFTs are still a big thing right now, I guess?
3: I guess so. Still a thing.
1: I don't know. I um, thought you were going to look into that, Jen. What happened? Did I, you get I, distracted?
2: I, I, I have a lot going on. I, I, should, I should look into it, though. You're right. You're right.
1: You need to start making some NFTs. I, maybe.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm very in the dark. I, I don't know. But I think NFTs are more relevant than twerking, which I'll never get involved in. So we got to figure out. I didn't know twerking
1: out. was still a thing.
2: Yeah, twerking is definitely a thing. Ugh, I wish it wasn't.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. So, uh Thoughts on that, Dominic? Uh, twerking. No <laughs> NFT ah. for uh, comic book universe like, uh, <laughs> animations, artwork, and stuff.
3: I still can't wrap my head around exactly what an NFT is. So I, I know. So read. if you, so I, if you,
1: if you purchase, I the... will
3: accuse myself of having <laughs> an opinion. So if unlike you purchase... other people of my generation, I don't know enough that I won't actually make an opinion.
1: Same. So uh, if you purchase it, you get a 3D-enabled digital animation depicting the origin story of Tikal World, an unreleased audio recording of music with lyrics by Method Man, the sole copy of the first artistic renderings of the characters. So you'll own the first drawings of the characters virtually, and a VIP gold card for Tikal Athletics, which is Method Man's leisure line. So you get like Mm. a card to buy his stuff. I guess. I don't know.
2: <laughs> I still don't get it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> From the the merger nobody wanted department. We were just <laughs> mentioning uh anime before. Sony's Funimation Group has bought Crunchyroll for one point seven five billion, that's with a B dollars. It is not clear whether this deal will affect the subscription prices on either platform. Executives say We are very excited to welcome Crunchyroll into the Sony group, anime is a rapidly growing medium that enthralls and inspires emotions among audiences around the globe. The alignment of Crunchyroll and Funimation will enable us to get closer to the creators and fans who are the heart of the anime community. We look forward to delivering even more outstanding entertainment that fills the world with emotion through anime. Uh, What makes this interesting is that Funimation has had a history of censoring certain things during dubbing, while crunchyroll was best known for being a quote-unquote more more pure place to get your anime content so it's interesting how the, the the juggernaut which was sony and they were more centered and more you know uh, uh neutered version and uh, the underdog which had the the raw anime come together so who knows what's going to happen no one knows. no 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 thoughts on uh, the merger and anime being changed for the for america's youth and now you're not being able to get your anime fixed?
2: i have to ask my stepbrother. My stepbrother knows all about Funimation. It's his dream to work there. So we'll have to bring him in
1: for a guest spot. <laughs> you can do a five-minute interview and ask him.
2: <laughs> yeah, right. He'll, he'll go on. He, he he knows like everything about Funimation.
1: There you go. And what about you, Damia? Uh, so it's like if, uh, just like we were talking about how they brought stuff over back in the day, which was edited and dubbed, as opposed to being right. the pure actual uh, content that was from the... Uh, Japan. So now we won't be able to see the original stuff and we'll get the neutered down version.
3: I, like I have a I've never been a huge anime guy. So for me, I mean there are people that get so deep into it. Well and just like them, anything. <laughs> yeah. Like they get really but for me I was never hugely deeply into anime. So for me I'm like, all right. But all right, I get enough. why why some people though would be like this is a huge thing.
1: So, right. All right. So fair enough. So let's, let's move on to the next one from Lee. That's a lot of nuts department. The new film free guy has taken the number one spot in the domestic box office, pulling in $28 million in ticket sales for those keeping track. Black Widow is now the highest grossing film of 2021 with $178 million, followed closely by Fast and Furious Part 9 at number two with $172 million. Of note, Free Guy is only available to see legally in theaters, While Black Widow is available to be seen on Disney Plus for an additional fee on top of whatever you're paying for the service. Keep in mind that the numbers do not reflect revenue made from the streaming service. And we talked about the whole uh, Scott Scott Johansson lawsuit that's going on, which is exactly what we're talking about. So now it's number one movie. And originally, if you guys remember, we mentioned how uh, Disney said it was uh, the lowest grossing movie of all the Marvel movies, and they were blaming pirates. So now they're number one. Hmm.
3: There you go. I, I hear almost nothing but positive things about Free Guy, from what I'm reading on Facebook from friends that everyone thinks is really good.
1: But twenty eight million dollars is not that big of a, a thing. You know, no, they had true. bigger openings, and now we're going back down to I guess average openings. But it, apparently, Disney was happy with it, and they're gonna they've already uh, greenlit a sequel.
0: Hmm.
1: Once again, it's weird how this whole movie company situation model is so different. Each week it's, it's it keeps on going up and down, I find.
3: Um yeah. You know, they're just they're trying to figure it out and they're, there's no way to really figure it out yet. It's such a weird marketplace for, for movies and
1: entertainment. And we've talked about how you guys don't want to go back to the movie theaters anytime soon, right?
3: No not really that interested
2: well i I actually hosted a film premiere for a movie and i had a lot of fun i mean i i've never really been into i'm not into a lot of things that a lot of humans like i like to just have it directly at my home but i'm not anti you know if it's a premiere or something very interesting i'll go but i like the i like not traveling (laughs) so
1: so if so basically if there was a movie theater next door to your house you would go there all the time is that what you're saying
2: maybe but even then i don't like sitting plans i'm i'm into trying to do productive things like if i'm in the movie or a friend made it and we're gonna do interviews or we're gonna do something productive but just to go to the movies and sit there for three hours of my life like i got a home to take care of like i can't i can't just be sitting watching movies all day if i'm watching a movie i'm doing my nails or brushing my teeth or something you know
1: and you don't want to do you don't want to do that in the theater
2: <laughs> yeah multitasking i'm like cooking or doing something
1: right, fair enough fair enough uh, so, moving on from the I'm tapping out department. Actress Chloe Bennett, best known as Quake on Ages of Shield, has stepped down as one of the three leads in the live action Powerpuff Girls series that was set to air on the CW, citing quote unquote scheduling conflicts. As reported on our earlier show, our earlier show, due to fan backlash and a pilot that, according to CW chairman Mark Petowitz, as a quote unquote miss, the CW made the decision to redevelop and reshoot it. Uh, casting for a new third Powerpuff Girl will begin in fall, and as of this recording, all of the cast members of the pilot are scheduled to return. Uh, we talked about how it was kind of bad uh, that the script was leaked, and that uh, the CW went out of their way to say that it was a fake script. <laughs> yeah, right. Which means that it probably was a real script. Yep. And so now and the lead actress is like, I I'm you- out. <laughs>
2: Huh. I mean, whenever I hear scheduling conflicts, uh, uh, it's often an excuse that for something else.
1: Right. That's why I said, quote, <laughs> scheduling conflicts.
2: Yeah. 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 So who knows?
3: So scheduling. It's there, like when there's a uh, divorce and it's irre- irreconcilable differences. differences. Yeah.
1: So we um, so. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, and remind everybody listening to the show right now, uh, set photos were leaked online of the characters which is the animated series the powerpuff girls and this is supposed to be a live action version of them grown up and it had them in the same outfits as the cartoon versions of them the little short skirts little knee-high socks Mm. and it was very colorful and everybody was just bashing it from there (laughs) Mm. and they're like no no that was a flashback that's not really how the show is going to be and then the script came out and it was very adult very adult Mm. And they're like, well, who the hell is this target for? <laughs> Who's this target for? And now here we are. So I think, I think she played it smart and like, I'm out.
2: Well, sex sells. So maybe, maybe she didn't play it smart. <laughs> I guess it depends on how you want to brand yourself.
1: Well, I mean, if the, if the head of the network says that this pilot was crap,
2: maybe it's kind of crap. <laughs> maybe. Although my, it's, it's one of my goals to be in crap things. So I would probably do
1: it. Really, you you would go in. So you, now's your chance. They're gonna have I, I want to be in some
2: really bad stuff. Yeah. They're the gonna have casting the
1: for the. I think she was the redhead of the Powerpuff huh. Girl. So this is your chance. Get a red wig. Huh. Go to Hollywood. Well, I don't know where this. Uh, it was probably Vancouver. Go to Canada. Right. And get in. Get in there. Actually,
2: this is, why this not? is your chance. Yeah. This is your chance. Yeah. The 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 worse the better.
1: See, so now you, we can, we can start a viral movement right now. Hashtag <laughs> get Jen as Powerpuff Girl
2: yeah sure. I'm down.
1: <laughs> All right, so let's see. um hmm, that's odd. That's very odd. Okay. um, from z. The- Department. A live action Pokemon series is currently in development at Netflix with Lucifer co-runner Show Henderson is set to write and executive produce. Of note, the 2019 film Detective Pikachu, which is also considered a live action film, pulled in nearly $433 million worldwide.
3: I saw that. I saw that. And how, really? how yeah, well, I, Look, when I say I saw that, I saw that on Fire Stick. Like I waited for it to be free. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. that's yeah. a movie that I could have waited for it to come out to radio, man. That was not <laughs> a good movie, but all. it made
1: it made 433 million dollars. So now we're gonna have a live action series on Netflix. you know why? Because
3: Ryan Reynolds is amazing.
1: <laughs> I don't even know if he's gonna and be I'm, in there. The,
3: and I'm the only one who saw him that day at Comic Con.
1: This is true. This is true. He walked right by me. Um, he walked
3: right by you. I was the only and you were all like, What? I'm like, There he went. He's as handsome, ladies. He's as handsome in person as he is on the screen. <laughs> tall too. He's like really tall. He's like six something
1: taller than me. Huh? Yeah, I
3: think he's a little taller than you. He- How tall are you? I'm six one. Let's see.
1: Oh, he's going to Google it. So while, while gonna he's go- six
3: two, he is taller than huh. you. He is six two. There you go. Yeah. Uh,
1: so, Pokemon, you guys, Pokemon fans? I
3: was never a big Pokemon fan. No. I did
1: a parody.
2: I did a parody sketch, which was pretty funny. It went, it went kind of viral online. It was a parody of the game. Yeah, yeah. Pokemon Go. But it was, you have to catch girls. You're catching girls instead of, yeah. So I was well, in I, one wait, character. Wait, that was, that was
1: yes, I remember that.
2: Wait, you that saw that? Yes,
1: ago. yes, I, I remember that.
2: Yeah, was it years ago before we met?
1: Yes, 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 yes. It's
2: actually very funny.
1: I, I did my I did my research when you were a guest, and I saw that one. Oh I saw that God. one and the dog one and the wedding yeah, the one. the dog is cool. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. mm mm-hmm. Those are the ones that I saw uh, for people who want to know what, what the hell we're talking about, go to the www.dlifeforgenity.com. And there should be a link. All right. Or no. Jen, is there a link or there isn't a link? <laughs> is Jen alive? Yes,
2: but my website got hacked and it, it got taken down like two days ago. Oh, so, so where yeah. should they
1: go? Where do they go? Do they want to see. These, uh, 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 to, the they
2: can go to Jenny Feldy on Facebook. And, and uh and Jenny Fell a... on Instagram yeah
1: youtube youtube yeah. page yeah
2: yeah youtube too i have playlists on the youtube i have everything organized okay. from recipes and wellness videos and sketches it's all organized
1: okay so there you go people want to know what the hell we're talking about <laughs> cuz dominic yeah. has no idea
3: <laughs> not well i know about pokemon but not you know
1: not not Jenny genu- yeah. not jenny mon uh,
3: thing no not
1: <laughs> i genu-mon. catch them all <laughs> so let's see um we have about six minutes to go, so let me give this one first. From the, just because it's open doesn't mean you have to go department. The New York Comic Con just updated their policies <laughs> due to the ongoing pandemic and now require all attendees over the age of 12 to be vaccinated and must wear face masks at all times. This includes cosplayers, as the policy reads from their website. These policies apply to cosplay and costume pieces. Face coverings must be visible at all times. For this reason, headwear and cosplay pieces which cover the face in a manner which does not visibly fit the face covering requirements will not be permitted. We appreciate your understanding. So... If you're wearing a helmet that you can't see the face mask, you can't wear the helmet.
2: Wow. Yeah, no thanks.
1: <laughs> so, like, <laughs> all right. So, so, okay.
3: Like, I just watched um, Suicide Squad. Right. And in it, um, what's his name, plays Bloodsport. Idris Elba. Thank you, Idris Elba. And he's got a full-on helmet. Right. Fully covering his face. Right. So they're saying you can't wear that helmet because we can't because it's covering your face. We can't see if your face is covered.
1: Yes, exactly. That I'm reading it word from word from 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 (laughs) the Comic Con site says. So if you're playing cosplaying a Spider Man, you can't be Spider Man because you don't have a mask over your face. Because your
3: mask is covering (laughs) your mask. Mm -hmm. Yes.
1: So there, there you have it. Now, I think we've hit a new (laughs) level of idiocy. Now I understand It just keeps getting crazier. I understand what they're trying to do. their business. I understand that. I understand that they need to make money. I understand that. However, this one is is, is far beyond my comprehension. And I and I do not envy them. Let me say that. I do not envy the situation yeah. that they're in. I do not envy the people going there. I do not envy the, the security checkpoint that has to go through each and every single person to make sure that they have vaccination, that they Ugh. have the mask on the face. I do not envy any of that. But that being said, I think it's a bad idea.
3: Look, it's one if anything, you would think that Comic Con would be the place where you'd have the least resistance about mask wearing (laughs) because you'd have so many people cosplaying as like Deadpool and and Spider Man. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, they got masks on. So I get it if someone's cosplaying as Captain America and it's like, hey man, you gotta you gotta put a mask on. Right. But And if they're like it ruins my cosplay, bro. Like I don't care. Captain America would have gladly worn a mask. You think Steve Rogers would, well, first of all, Steve Rogers would never have gotten a coronavirus because he's a super soldier. That's beside the point.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, but you know what? I'm, like, it just, I don't. Ugh, it just, well,
2: on it's a good stupid. note, this year we don't have to smell any stinky breaths or the stinky breath people because everyone wears a mask. So that's one good thing about wearing masks.
1: I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, we have, I, I, all right. We have a few minutes and I want to put this out there. Uh, Two years ago, if I'm not mistaken, they had a huge ban on weapons and what have you, because there was like a, a, I think there was a a shooting or something happened in another convention. And there was bins and bins of stuff outside that people were not allowed to bring in. However, if you went inside, you saw the exact same things that people were wearing and they were selling. So, Wow! It, 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 it boiled down to which security guards you went through, which checkpoint you went through to determine what you could bring in. And I fear that that's what's going to happen here because, like I said, as working in a movie theater, I know how it's supposed to work. I know how they say it's supposed to work, but how it actually works is something completely different.
2: Yeah, that's life, Mark. <laughs> that's life. <laughs> the room. You got to so,
3: reference a disaster movie in this. Time. <laughs> I, yeah, I I know like Charlie's mentioned this a bunch of times with like the weapons ban. So like, all right, I can't like classically they've like taken knives from me when I walk in, and it's like I'm not only are they taking knives, but like I'm an exhibitor. I'm not part of the general public. I'm actually running a booth. I might need said knife to open up boxes. You know, it's mm-hmm. like there's a reason here. I'm like, oh, you have to leave it. Like, okay, fine, I'll leave it because I've already got stuff already at the at the booth anyway. Fine, I get that. I could literally go and buy a blade <laughs> at like, I don't know, a hundred different vendors.
1: Yes. That's my point. That is exactly my point. <laughs> and Charlie, so... you brought
3: it up. Charlie's brought it up. I've brought it up. It's, it's kind of ridiculous. And like of course, I,
1: said, I, I, I just do not envy them. Like I don't know. But you it's, remember it's, the no.
3: eternal con. Yes, and like, yes. and me like going on about Titan security. Yes, he yes. Let me bring, in, I think like it was like a key knife. Yes, a knife like less than like an like two yes. inches long at the most. Yes, I'm like yeah, because what am I going to run around, and start stabbing people when people could buy a katana? Yes, <laughs> yes.
1: So. <laughs> I mean, I, I I wish them the best. <laughs> Good luck, New York Comic Con, and and I and I said many times that you know we're friends with them. We we get passes. Uh, we've had Lance, the head of Comic Con, on our show. So, uh, but I, I I have to call it as I see it. You know, I I, I wouldn't feel right not calling them out for this idiocy yeah no yeah
2: well they're just following new york city guidelines i mean maybe yeah but but but
1: the part about if you're wearing a mask and we can't see your face that you're wearing a mask you can't wear a mask that's the that's the one we have we have less than a minute to go so let's do a final thought dominic final thought go common sense we need it where did it go jen final thought
2: watermelon's great for energy has citrulline it can up your libido, and it's very livening So if you feel tired watermelon
1: it so is delicious, too. With that, we're going to take our break, and we'll be right back with Came from the Radio.
2: Hi. You've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60-second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios
5: at Hotmail.com. At Cosmic Comics and Games of Baldwin in the month of July. Get ready for Sinister War from Marvel Comics, Infinite Frontier from DC and Amelia Clark's Mother of Madness from Image Comics. Make sure to join our membership program where you can save 10% on every purchase. And mark your calendar for free comic book day on August 14th. Cosmic Comics and Games is open Wednesday from noon to 8, Thursday from 2 to 7 and Saturday and Sunday from noon to 5. That's Cosmic Comics and Games of Baldwin located at 846 Merrick Road in Baldwin, New York. Call us at 516-763-1133. Thank you, and stay safe.
2: Hey, it's Marissa Jade, your favorite mob wife, and you're listening to It Came From the Radio.
5: My neural net processor is linked to sci-fi.radio. It's sci-fi for my Wi-Fi. The more I listen, the more I learn.
3: Hi, everyone. This is Tom Christopher. I had played Hawk on Buck Rogers on the 25th century, and you are listening to
6: It Came From Radio. Now, back to our show. Hey, this is Charlie Saladino from Came From The Radio, and I'm here with our co host, Jen Elsie and uh, we are at the uh, Cradle Con Pop convention, or the Cradle popcorn, whatever it is, but we're here at that, and we just ran into our old good friend, who is actually our young good friend, Shadow Rabbit from Shadow Rabbit Art. How are you, sir? I'm good, my friend. God, I miss you guys. Oh my God! How does it feel to be back with the? Uh, well, actually, you don't have a booth here, but how does it feel to be in a a convention environment?
0: Nah, man, I'm just creeping around today. It's kind of nice. I don't remember the last time I got to actually see any of our friends here. You know? Yeah. Usually at the table, you're working the whole time. But now I'm now I'm just spending money and uh, catching up with everybody.
6: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Jen, did you ever meet Shadow Rabbit?
2: No, maybe in my dreams while I was astral traveling. And I have a question. How long does it take you? Well, you did one sculpture of Mark, our our founder. How many hours did it take you to do that?
0: Um, you know, I, I don't really time them, but I work pretty quick. You know, uh, if, I, if I get in the zone, I just kind of black out, work on something, and see what I've got at the end of my uh, session. But... You know, usually I, I put my kids to bed and then I get to work. And uh, as long as the sun hasn't risen, I guess I didn't work too long. So, is there a
2: shadow because you work at night? There should be no shadow because you work in the darkness after your kids go to sleep, <laughs> right? There's no shadows the shadow rabbit art.
0: Hey, man, there's always a shadow around. It just depends if you can see it turning into stuff, you know? Oh. The insomnia helps too. Oh
2: boy. Yeah. You see things? You ever see ghosts while you're working?
6: I'm not on trial here. Okay. <laughs> well you gotta you gotta see him when he's at when he has a booth because what happens is and I've seen this many a times, he has a lot of small figures that he's just like doing like people come up to him and say, Could you do this? And he does you do it on the spot, right? Yeah man, that's one of my favorite things to do, you know, draw over the crowd.
0: You know, uh, step right up and, you know, tell me what to sculpt, and I do it in front of you.
2: So if they piss you off, you give them a bigger belly or a bigger nose, <laughs> a little double chin?
6: Nah, yeah. no. Okay. I would. <laughs> anyway, listen, people want to get in touch with you. or get. Uh, you have social media, how do they find out what you do? The amazing thing that you do, because let me tell you, Jen, I don't know if you know this, but he made a sculpture of my uh, dog, Rosie, no. and it is perfect, and uh, it is the greatest thing. So, uh, he is ready to do anything for you. You need him to do a sculpture or anything like that, you get in touch with him, and where do they get in touch with you? You
0: can get me at Shadow Rabbit underscore Clay underscore Guy on Instagram or at my website, ShadowRabbitArt.com. Or you can just throw a signal up in the sky or say my name a couple times in the mirror and I might show up.
6: Yes, I've done that, and he has appeared, so yeah. you could do that. But anyway, this is Charlie Saladino and... Chief Aldi. And we'll see you next time. Back to you, Mark.
7: This is Gray Griffin, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio.
6: Looking
1: to sell your entire comic collection? Have that one key issue you're trying to unload? Well, look no further than Royal Collectibles, your friendly neighborhood comic book shop. Buying and selling comics, toys, and merchandise with experience in the industry for over 30 years. From golden age comics all the way up to the present. They want to buy your stuff. Reach out to them online at www.royalcollectiblesonline.com or give them a call at 718-793-0542. That's Royal Collectibles in Forest Hills, Queens, New York.
6: Hey, this is Time KK a.k.a. Bruce Leroy from The Last Dragon, and you're listening to It Came from the Radio.
2: Hey guys, this is Christy from Custom Cakes by Christy. I want you to know that I'm here for you. I'm keeping my private kitchen open for any needs your family may have. I've been focusing on bread, soups, muffins, quiches, and other basics, but I'm still accepting dessert orders as well. Please follow my Facebook for immediate pickup items. Private message me for custom orders. Custom Cakes by Christy, I N C K R I S T Y. Text me at 631 606
0: 8166. Hey, kids, it's CJ Ramon of the world famous Ramones, and you're listening to It Came From the Radio.
2: Now, back to our show.
8: Hey, this is Jay Bird Lee, and we're here to talk about movies, music, TV, and what's going on in our part of the world. Today, we're going to talk about The Outside
9: Yes, a book that you had to read in English class.
8: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That involved, uh, well, we watched. We wound up watching the movie in English class, too. Oh, did you? Yeah.
9: Nice. Okay. All right. So, so you got the book uh, during the school year, and they gave... I read it within a day. You read it in <laughs> one day. Yeah. Really?
8: Yeah.
9: Well, it was a page-turner, I guess. It kept you interested. Oh,
8: it really did, because uh, I remember I got the book. I was supposed to read, I think, to chapter two, and I was just like, this is interesting, and just sped through the whole thing.
9: (laughs) And we were very worried about it because, we like... It's an so it's an old book. Most people know the Outsiders for the most part. It takes place in the what fifties or something sixties. Sixties, um, and you know we knew what happened. Like me and your mom knew what happened yeah. in it. So you know we were like, oh no, I <laughs> it hope.
8: Was, oh my god! So the um, hope you know you, that. Yeah. Uh, spoiler, <laughs> but uh, Johnny Johnny dies. And right, it, who happens to yeah. be one
9: of... They, well, you have to set it up, right? So it's like the greasers versus the socias, mm-hmm. right? The upper class versus the lower yeah. class, right? And Johnny's part of the lower class, right?
8: Yeah. Right. Um. Anyways, uh, Johnny dies in one chapter. And then...
9: So you, like, cried for, like, hours. Or days, really, right? You were, like, crying for days after... Well, you know what? You cried... No,
8: Okay, so I was crying because of Johnny, yes. But then... When we got... Then I went to the next page. And guess who else died? Dally. (laughs) So it was just one death, then boom, another one. And I was like, what?
9: And Dally was one of your favorites, right?
8: Okay, Dally was definitely my favorite, although he was... Sort of a Jerk. troublemaker, yeah. Okay. Um,
9: but he was also a greaser.
8: Yeah, I mean he was no, he was a hoodlum, I think. A what? Hoodlum.
9: Well, he's still a part of the greasers, yeah, Yes. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, um, yeah, he's a hoodlum because he still he was a thief.
8: Yeah. But uh, yeah. he was my favorite out of the bunch. It really it really sucked. I and then at the end of the book, it was just. It was Johnny's, no, like, Ponyboy was reading Johnny's note.
9: Right, Ponyboy's another creature, like, friend and, of Johnny. Yeah, and, and yeah. all it was
8: saying was, tell Dally, tell Dally, tell Dally. you know? Like, Dally's dead.
9: <laughs> right, and you were crying on and on for yeah. the whole entire thing.
8: I was for a while. <laughs> I know,
9: and then we were like, oh, are you really going to watch the movie?
8: Honestly, and if I'm being honest, for the movie, did not capture it as well. Really? Nope, not at all, nope. Like, I know some people are like, oh my god, I love... No.
9: <laughs> well, I guess that's the I'm thing. Like, See, what I if didn't... If I
8: watched the movie without wa- without reading the book, I probably would have had more of an effect on yeah. me. But, Maybe. like, they did... But, like, it, they left out a few things in the movie because, like, clearly the book was freaking insane, so...
9: I don't know. I You know, I don't even think I read the book, actually, so... You should read it. It's good. I mean, my whole thing was, like, we watched the movie when we were... I don't even know, in the 80s, so I must have been around 14, 15, maybe. I don't even remember when the movie came out, you know. And uh, I watched it, and Ralph Macchio played Johnny. Yeah. And
8: Honestly, I thought Johnny looked way too young for 16.
9: Because he was I don't supposed
8: know. to be 16, and I was like, Ponyboy looks older than well, Johnny.
9: Yeah, I think Ponyboy did look older in the movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Johnny looked pretty young. But I was I was very much, like, upset. I hated the Johnny scene. To me, like, the Dally scene in the movie was, like, easier to oh, get Oh, the through. Dally
8: scene in the movie? They didn't do it right.
9: Yeah, so... So,
8: basically, what was supposed to happen is, yeah, he was supposed to run to the park. But he was supposed to die before he hit the ground. Oh, so, they yeah. have to run over, like...
9: But, but you can't. Yeah,
8: bad. yeah, I know, I know, I know. Movies but, are
9: hard, yeah, you know. But did you... So would you recommend this movie or the book?
8: Book. Book. I'd recommend the book. The movie is like... I mean, yeah, you could watch the movie too, but I'd recommend... I like the book better. A lot better.
9: Okay, good. I'm glad you liked the book. I definitely
8: you... got more of a reaction. On
9: <laughs> well, you know, hopefully it'll... Well, yeah, I mean, books do that because it's your own yeah. imagination. It's it's what's in your head. not Not being told... To you, from somebody else's point of view on the screen, and that's the difference between books and movies all the time. Because what you have in your head is not necessarily different
8: from yeah
9: from the visuals on the thing, and that's what's so hard. You know, that's why it's like people are always upset that the book is not as uh, or better than (laughs) the movie. Anyway, stay
8: safe, stay healthy, and stay connected. What's up,
9: guys? This is Kari
5: Payton, and you're listening to It Came from the Radio
2: Hi, this is Sherilyn Fenn, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio.
6: Now, back to our show. This is Charlie Saladino, live from the Eternal Con, and we're here doing interviews for It Came From the Radio. And I'm here with the multi-talented Tammy Sternach. Wow, I did that right, huh? Tammy, uh, as as you all know, was in that amazing movie, The NeverEnding Story. Tammy, how are you today?
7: I'm great. I love being at uh, cons and meeting people who enjoy fantasy see films so it's a real treat
6: what do you what yeah what do you think of this whole convention thing coming back and everything like that
7: well I'm hopeful you know it's such a strange moment and we all want so desperately uh, to connect and hang out and it's been really challenging to have to sort of you know be separated and now with the Delta variant coming back it's obviously a kind of tenuous moment um, but I think you know it's just clear that uh, we all want to connect.
6: Do you do you actually feel the energy with the fans like that that are past, or that are coming by? And you, you know, it's like I feel the energy walking walking in the aisles. It's like, hey, we're back. Um, so how how are you picking that up?
7: feel like it's a it's a a bit of a weird moment like we're sort of wanting to be back but we're not sure if we can um but it's lovely everyone's being super respectful everyone's wearing their masks and so it's great because we can all hang out together and we do have an opportunity to um sort of i have the privilege of meeting people and talking about their memories of the film so it's lovely
6: and Tammy, you, you have to have, I mean, I am I am admire, admiring you for when you take photos with people, you know, a lot of the stars are you, is taking photos with their masks on, so it's really, really a kind of a letdown to the people who are taking pictures with them. But you, you got that market cornered. Tell, tell everybody what you're doing, which I think is so innovative.
7: I actually have a lot of respect for people who choose to keep their masks on. I have a 10-year-old daughter at home and she's unable to be vaccinated right now. So a lot of the people that I see that are keeping their masks on, it's because they have children who aren't eligible for the vaccine yet. So they're just protecting their families, which is a really good thing to do. I also have a daughter at home, so I'm concerned about that. She's too young to be vaccinated, but I just wear a plastic shield so that people can see my face, and then I put the mask on the rest of the time, and everyone has to figure out this crazy situation for themselves and come up with something they feel comfortable with. But that's what I choose to do.
6: I think I think it was great. People could see your face, and yet you're protected. It, it was it was amazing. Um, so now we're at the part where we're going to ask Tammy what's going on in Tammy's world right now.
7: So um, I am currently uh, working on the post-production of a film called *Man and Witch*, that uh, my husband wrote for us to star in, and um, and we're also co- uh, we're producers on it, and. Um, it's a really beautiful fantasy film that I'm super excited to share with everyone. Um, we just completed filming in Scotland, uh, where I was staying for nine months. And uh, Christopher Lloyd is in it. Uh, Shoray Agdashlu, Daniel Portman, and we have incredible voice uh, voices that um, from Sean Astin, Jennifer Saunders, Eddie Izzard, and Bill Bailey, who were going to be voices for puppets created by the Jim Henson creature shop um, so I'm super excited about this project my heart is fully in it and uh, I'm I'm just taking it now into editing
6: wow that sounds that sounds excellent uh, Tammy I want to thank you so much for talking with us. But before we go, I want people to know where they can get in touch with where they could see you, social media.
7: Yeah, so um, they can see me on Instagram. Uh, Just my name, Tammy Stronach. And um, I'm at NeverEndingTammy on Twitter. And uh, if they want to check out the Man and Witch website, that would be amazing. We want to share the work we're doing with people, and that's just manandwitch.com.
6: Beautiful. Tammy, thank you so, so much. It was a pleasure talking to you.
7: My pleasure to talk to you. Thank you.
6: Thank you, Tammy. This is Charlie Saladino from It Came From The Radio, live at the Eternal Con. Back to you in the studio, Ma. Hey, I'm Mike Kingston, the writer and creator of Headlocked.
10: And I am WWE Hall of Famer Jerry the King Lawler. And guess what you're listening to? You're listening to It Came From The Radio.
2: Hello radio listeners. What are you thinking? We want to hear from you. What's working for you? What things would you like to hear more about? Write us your thoughts
1: or you can buy us a pizza. Just go to our website www.itcamefromradio.com and click on the buy us a pizza link. Leave your comment there. And we'll read
2: them on video.
3: I'm Nathan Booth from Ben and Apple TV, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio.
6: Now, back to our show. Hey, everybody. This is senior correspondent Charlie Saladino from It Came From The Radio. I'm live at the Eternal Con, and I just stopped by our our booth here, which I love. We love these people, the Grindhouse Radio booth. And hey, guys, how you doing?
10: What's going on? Oh, wasabi. Ah, oh, see, I was ready to be you. That's my line. Sue me. No, I'm not to sue <laughs> you. Hey, what's up, guys?
6: Hey. All right, now back to you, Mark. No, I'm just kidding. How's everybody doing?
10: Wow. <laughs> We're doing good. Listen, first con back since the beginning of the pandemic, and it's very interesting. It's a very different vibe. It's um, It's cool, though. It's great to see everybody. Great to see you. We'd see all the, the, the friends and fans and people that have stopped by to see us over the last couple of days. So, you know, it's just uh, it's just odd being out here again.
6: And for anybody, I don't know who would not recognize that voice, that was the one and only Brimstone. And we're going right to Kim and get her views on this, on this Iconicon.
1: Honestly, I'm, I'm happy to be back. It's, it's very weird for the last year and a half to not be at a convention or going out and doing places, but now we're back. Everyone wants to be out and about, and we're here having fun, and I'm, I'm excited. And it's nice seeing a lot of the people around, too, familiar faces like you guys, so I missed you guys.
6: I miss you, too. I miss your faces. That's what I miss. Yeah. Yeah. All right, now we're going all the way to Tom. Tom.
1: Uh, nah, like the same, I'm just really fun to be here. And uh, I didn't know we were coming until about like a week ago. Brim said, oh, yeah, we're doing Eternal Con. I was like, oh, okay, I guess this will be fun. Um, but, no, I'm a great kid. It's a little weird that, you know, we're actually out in public like this, but I'm. it's, it's
10: awesome. It is so awesome.
6: You guys happen to be my favorite people. What's coming up for the Grindhouse Radio?
10: We've got lots of stuff and things going on. We just released our brand new uh, collectible vinyl collectible, which you see, which you can't see here because you're audio, not video. And I'll
1: visualize uh, it with your brain. Yes,
10: so you can visualize us in a microphone, and it's awesome and it's cool. And uh, you know we've got some other things brewing, but we can't talk about them yet. But, uh, you know, pay attention to social medias, and you'll find out at The Grindhouse Radio on Instagram, or you can just go straight to the official website, thegrindhouseradio.com, and uh, you'll see all the stuff and things.
6: All right, guys, it was great talking to you. Again, we love you guys. We love the show. Everybody check out Grindhouse Radio. When is that? Mondays, right?
1: Monday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard well, Time. Thursday, 7 well, Thursdays. Well, Thursdays. It's Thursday, <laughs> 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our lives are on Monday. Mondays. At 6.30. Yes. On Facebook and YouTube. But the actual show goes out on Thursdays, 7 p.m. Yeah.
8: So you guys to, to both.
6: Thanks for clearing that up, Tom. Because if we listened to Kim, we would all have been standing there Monday, not knowing what to do. Anyway,
1: well, the hey, positive, the
10: positives, you can pound the replay whenever you it's want. And you got over three years where uh, over three years, over three hundred episodes worth of content. Have you guys been doing this? Stuff? <laughs> like, I meant to say three hundred episodes. Do you need to remember the name? Because the name's right behind you. Basically. And
5: I had water today. That's
10: grind, all
8: I the had. Ground
10: radio, right? The ground round. The
8: ground round. round, round, round. round. Round,
10: yeah. round I Just love that one. restaurant. The ground round was awesome. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. No free ads.
8: Anyway, but yes. Uh, Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Mondays if you want to check out our lives on Facebook, we are there. Always on the replays. Yes. <laughs>
6: Alright guys, I love you guys. Thanks for the interview. And we will talk to you guys soon. Woo! All right, this is Charlie Saladino live from the Eternal Con with the Grindhouse Radio Group. Back to the studio. Back to you, Mark. Take it easy.
10: Hi, this is Aaron Gray from Buck Rogers in the 25th century, and you're listening to It Came from the Radio.
5: If you had any honor, you would listen to Sci-Fi.Radio, the sci-fi for your Wi-Fi. Kaplah!
6: This is Michael Bell, the voice of Duke from G.I. Joe, and I am here at Cradle.com, and I am with It Came from the radio.
4: Hey, everybody, this is Phil Russert, the owner and promoter of Suffolk Comic & Art Expo and CreatorCon. I have another great show for you. It's going to be the Legendary Art Show, Saturday, August 28th. It's from 10 to 5 p.m., $5 cash at the door. If you want to come in early bird at 9 a.m., it will be $8 cash at the door. Early Birds will get into the artists first, and they will also get an opportunity to do portfolio reviews with the greats like Scott Hanna, Keith Williams, Tony Cordos, and more. We're going to have Koi Pham, Scott Hanna, Keith Williams, Larry Stroman, Sean Chen, Rodney Ramos, Chris Batista, Tony Cordos, Alex Rivera, and so many more people in attendance there at the show. If you want to get sketch covers, if you want to get 9x12 or 11x17 commissions, or if you want original published pages, you can go to Anthony's Comic Art, which will be there at the show. And they are the largest art dealer in the tri-state area. Anthony's will also have slabbed books for you available as well. We are going to have a great time there at the show. Uh, we're going to have a safe time at the show. And again, it's going to be at the Courtyard Marriott, which is 5000 Expressway South in Ronkonkoma, New York. And that is uh, right off the LIE, right next to Smoky Bones and Red Lobster. And uh, like I said, it's going to be $5 at the door. You're not going to find this kind of talent under one roof for $5 cash at the door. It is sponsored by Scott Hanna and Pam Patak's Arts and Fashion Institute. Uh, So come on out. Come talk to some pros, get portfolio reviews. We're also going to have signature series witnesses there for CGC, which will be facilitated by Royal Collectibles. So if you want to get those comics signed by those famous artists, Or if you want to get a sketch cover done and signed by that artist and get it graded, we'll have that process for you there at the show. So please come on out. The Legendary Art Show, this coming Saturday, August 28th, from 10 to 5, $5 cash at the door. And if you want to do the early bird at 9 o'clock, it's $8 cash at the door. First come, first serve, guys. We're going to have a great time. Let's get this going. Let's be happy, healthy, and safe. Thanks so much and hope to see you at the Legendary Art Show. Oh. And last thing, if you want updates, feel free to follow Illustrations.com.
1: Now, back to our show. So that about does it for this week on The Came From the Radio. Join us right here any week on this radio station. If you miss any part of this show, tough, go to www.itcamefromradio.com and listen to your archives. it will be up in a week or so. Go to such places such as btdradio.com, indievolt.com, sci fi.radio. Or check us out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter.
2: And always follow the cost-benefit ratio. If the benefits outweigh the costs, do it. If the costs outweigh the benefits, don't do it.
3: Or just Google It Came From The Radio. And we'll see you next week.
0: You've been listening to It Came From The Radio with Mark Torres. The views of the show's hosts and guests did not necessarily reflect that of the management, owners, or staff of the station. We now return you to your earthly scheduled broadcast. (music)